0: It's the next level. What are you
1: doing? Passing the time. Do you care about this variant? Sylvie, I'm not sure if care is the right shut word. Up. I think we've Stop covered it. this back shut in... Shut up! Right?
0: Do you really think you deserve to be alone? Loki! You told me to shut up. Do you really believe you deserve to be alone? I don't know. Then you better figure it out quick, because the Nexus event the two of you caused, I think whatever that connection is, can bring this whole place down. So we better understand... We?
1: Welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this is going to be a spoiler-full podcast about the fourth episode of Marvel's Loki that's on Disney+. And that episode is Loki Season 1, Episode 4, entitled The Nexus Event. And the synopsis for this particular episode is Frayed nerves and paranoia infiltrate the TVA as Mobius and Hunter B-15. Search for Loki and Sylvie. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, we're gonna move right into our initial thoughts. So Steve, give me your initial thoughts.
0: Well, you know, I it's another one I think I say this every week. I love I loved every moment of it. I don't think there was any anything that I found bad about it, but you know, we may as we go through I, I think though for me the the two biggest things that I just want to say initially is the chemistry. Between Tom Hiddleston and Sophia De Martino, I hope I'm saying her name right, is just amazing. It's really cool. I think they've got a great thing going. Yeah. And uh, and those Tim pads, man, they need to put some security on them or something because they get <laughs> stolen <laughs> so easily, and other people can use them. I mean, I'm going to talk more about it when yeah. we get into my points. But that was just my initial thing. Like, as soon as <laughs> we'll get into it, but I'm just like, man, put something on there, some security, a lock code or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree completely. Well, my thoughts were I I really enjoyed it just like you did. Uh, This was a really good episode because a lot of stuff got explained to other characters, which Mm -hmm. I enjoyed. A lot of new surprises, too, at the very end. And we see some splattering of what we saw in WandaVision, kind of like with the Nexus event. And they talk about that a little bit within. And then we we see other things are branching. The truth about the TVA, to some degree, I don't think we got the total truth of what's going on. But I have my mm-hmm. own speculations. And we got some great cameos from people we love, and let alone The Walking Dead, as well as within the MCU itself too, which I'm so grateful for. And yeah. then you know, and the change between B fifteen and her learning of her her life. Mm-hmm. And then Mobius and his change and, oh, the, the emotions that come out between him and Loki is is really cool at that one point. But yeah, with that, we're, we should just like move right into our top fives.
0: Oh, here it comes. The folksy, dopey insult from the folksy dope. What am I? The god of self-sabotage, huh? The god of backstabbing? He's kind of an asshole and a bad friend. Absolutely. You want me to start? Sure. So that opening scene, man, Kaylee Fleming, I, I didn't even recognize her. I, I'll be honest. I'm horrible, usually recognizing actors, but I didn't recognize her at first. But as soon as everybody started, I was like, oh, that's who played the young Sylvie. Kaylee Fleming, our, yep. our darling from The Walking Dead. And which which, force, which Star Wars movie did she play the young Rey? Was it Force Awakens or Rise of Sky? I don't
1: know which one it was. The first one. And uh, Was it Force Awakens? Force Awakens, okay. I believe. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it was cool. It was cool to see that backstory that we didn't get last week or 2 weeks ago whenever it was that we we learned mm-hmm. kind of that she's been been you know all her life she said she's been being chased by the TVA it was a little strange that later we got the exact same story in dialogue from Sylvie mm-hmm. but it makes sense that she would have to tell Loki that in order for him to be to to be part of the story but i loved the the one thing that i picked up on the third time i watched this was just the difference in that processing scene mm. from from episode one to episode four because, you know, with, with Loki, it was very jokey. The, the music was kind of, was kind of jumpy. We were all having fun with, with the the different comments that were being made and what was happening to him. And it was kind of, but with, with this, with a little kid going through it, it was way more ominous. The music was even different. Mm. And I thought it was great. I want to get some more explanation though. I, I don't understand how her mere existence caused her to, you know, step off the timeline, because if it was that case, she would have been, they would have grabbed her like right at birth. But instead, she was like, whatever, eight or nine, 10 years old, however old she was when something happened that caused her to step out of line. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, later, you know, she tells Loki that everywhere she went, then her mere existence caused a nexus event and the timekeepers were able or the Minutemen were able to find her. That's why she had to start hiding in Apocalypses. Those were the only places she could go, mm-hmm. where she, where her mere presence wouldn't change the outcome of something. Yeah. So, uh, and and of course, getting to see Renslayer as a Minuteman was Minuteman, Minuteman, minute Minuteman, minute Minuteman, Woman, Minut Person, <laughs> uh, yeah, minute Person. Yeah, uh, Minut Person was pretty cool as well.
1: Yeah. And to add on that, what we didn't really get to see on what you were saying about what Sylvie, she left as a child, but she's been going through all these different events, these apocalypses, and growing up within them. Mm -hmm. And that's the weird thing, because she wasn't grasped as an adult like she is now. So the TVA, when they brought her in, you're talking years and years and years. So time has a lot going on within it so that she grew up literally avoiding the TVA at that point there was no of her working for the TVA she understood what they were doing as even as a little kid and stealing that tempad and then being able to tra- you know travel amongst all these different apocalypses and then growing up to where she is now whereas the loki that we are following is an adult and he's just getting to that point So time is very strange in this world, and I really enjoy that. I would love to see what her event was that triggered the TVA to come out Mm -hmm. to stop her. Because at the very end of this episode, we do get multiple Lokis, and we're going to top on that when I get to my notes or my number one at that point. But yeah. My number five, well, that would be the cameos in general. You know, I just loved it. It made me so happy. We got Kaylee Fleming, who plays Judith on The Walking Dead. She was in Star Wars uh, The Force Awakens, as we spoke of. And, you know, she was taken, you know, as a kid to the TVA. We got to see her initial story at that point, which was really good because we needed to understand that and how she got away from them. And then we realized that, you know, obviously Renslayer was the uh, agent that was able to take her out of that and then she was responsible for that and that was her downfall but I'm I'm curious as uh Slayer's like status within the company and how she changed that to get where she is at now and there's only two more episodes so I don't think yeah. we're ever going to get that but we also get I mentioned before Jamie Alexander as uh as a version of Lady Sif in Loki's loop of hell that Mobius puts him through which is so amazing too. And I just love it for the fact that every time she loops back, the punch is so harder, you hear it and you could feel it within Loki himself. And he gets to that point, and it's like, I don't, I don't, you know, I think of the TV show Breaking Bad. But this is breaking Loki at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so. I absolutely love Jamie Alexander. I, I remember she did a, a a recurring occurrence on Dexter, one of the seasons of Dexter, yes. and was just amazing.
1: Yeah, she she's beautiful. She's amazing. And this is not the first time we've seen Sif, because they've had her in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Uh, I, Probably a few times, I'm thinking. I only remember one because of, I forget what which season it was, but I just always love the fact that she's able to come back because she wasn't on Asgard when Asgard got destroyed. So she was in limbo at that point. So she wasn't part of Thor's group that got killed on Asgard when Asgard went down. So she's still out there. So please, Marvel, Disney, hire back Jamie Alexander and bring us more Lady Sif because I really want more of her. And uh, that that was it for my top, my number five. So
0: okay, so my number four is uh, just the the death or the non death of Hunter C twenty because as I was watching it for the third time, I realized I think I I hope I don't say that a whole bunch. I I realized that we don't actually see her get killed on screen. Nope, we don't. Now, Renslayer says she's dead, and you know the the Tim Pad that that uh, Mobius stole s- shows her as deceased, but you know we don't see her die on screen. Nope. So she could still be somewhere being held. And I'm just going to go back to the same thing I started out with. They need some securities, <laughs> a biometrics, a lock code. Some, I mean, heck, it's 2021. I've got a facial recognition on my phone. <laughs> How can the, the TVA not have some sort of security on these TIM pads? It just, especially the way they get stolen. Like, I think we've seen, what? Uh, didn't somebody steal B 15s? We saw Mobius Steel Renslayers. We saw Loki Steel yep. Mobiuses. We see uh, young <laughs> Sylvie Steel Renslayers, and they all just like know how to use them. Yeah, easily. Right away. <laughs> you know. Like, so not only is it is it not no security, but apparently it's very easy to navigate as well. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> that's my number four.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I do agree with that. There's a lot of little things in there that are like, uh, and I know there's a lot of our friends that are watching that are not. Very happy with the show. I enjoy it for what it is, and I I accept it. But I still believe between WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and this particular show, it's literally setting us up for stuff within the MCU. And it's the little things that matter. But the outcome afterwards, after every show that we're getting from Disney+, Plus regarding Marvel, is going to influence the MCU in some way for a movie point. And that's what I'm loving. So, Jason, I'm so sorry, the podfather that's out there. <laughs> I know you're not happy with the show, but we enjoy it. But I can understand people. you know, There are a lot of people out there that won't like certain shows, and I understand it completely. They have that right to have that feeling. But me, as somebody who loves the MCU, and he did state at one point that it was like pretty much a lot of exposition. And it is, and it's literally just a build up, and that's all that they're doing with these shows from what I got out of it.
0: You're right. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, yeah. yeah, and I even have people today tell me they didn't like WandaVision, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. If you And I try to explain to them, and they just look at me dumbly. If I go, like, you need to understand what they were trying to accomplish with WandaVision, and that they, they created these TV shows of that time period to actually reflect that time period, and mm-hmm. you can't see the genius in that. I don't understand you.
1: Well, well, they, they have their right, and you said that, yeah, you know, and yeah.
0: They have the right. It I just...
1: have I have that understanding too, and everybody has their own opinions, and we all love what we love, and we all like to watch what we like. Watch, there are certain shows that in our group that we we talk about through Jason's Patreon that you know a lot of people are watching that I'm I'm just not watching because it's not my thing, and you know, and sometimes you know they were probably bumped for this because of either influence for us or Derek from TV Podcast Industries, or everybody else in the group, but it might not be for them, and I understand that completely. And, you know, I'm sure the listeners out there are ones that are enjoying the show, which I'm glad that you are, or you're just listening to this so you could be like, okay, I need to understand this because I'm really hating it, but it's a good thing, and that's why we like to talk about these things when we podcast. But, yeah, I, you know, like I said, you know, This is my thoughts of what's going on out there. I just love the fact that it kind of influences, and I just can't wait for the movies to come out for Mm -hmm. which this is influencing. Yeah. So, my number four, that will be, well, seeing Owen Wilson back as Mobius, finally, because you stated it last time we podcasted about this for the last, what, two and three, episodes two and three, and, you know, you missed them. For the third. He was in
0: two. He wasn't in three. He was in two. He missed him in
1: three, yeah. And now we got him back. But only to be pruned by the TVA for breaking Loki out. Oh, it was so emotional. And that you know, the fact that Loki states that he is his friend. They built up a bond. You see the emotion on Tom Hiddleston's face. It was so pure. It's just as if wow. I lost somebody that was so good to me and nice to me and I cared about and it rang through and I'm hoping to see more Mobius later on because as we know if you're pruned you're not really pruned in a way there's some way of coming back cuz at the very end Loki winds up showing up somewhere so I'm hoping that Mobius actually gets to show up somewhere on a jet ski
0: yeah that's <laughs> that's the working that's the working theory I think is is hoping that he's he's out there somewhere Man, yeah, I was, I was to say, I was totally shocked when that happened. Like, I didn't, I did not expect it. And I thought, now, maybe I'm reading more into it, but I really thought the actress playing Renslayer, I actually did, she did seem to be genuinely saddened by what she had to do. It looked to me like there was a look on her face that she, she wasn't happy with having to do that, but she, uh, but she had to.
1: I have another thought, and I'll, I'll bring that up in my notes, but okay. yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah, I do believe – yeah, I feel what you're saying and I did see that myself, but I have other thoughts too yeah. and what it was representing and what it kind of mimicked at one point.
0: So my number three is, is kind of – mobius himself I, I i love how he reacts when loki tells him about that he's a variant that at first he acts like he doesn't believe loki but then we see him go in and kind of interrogate Renslayer, and we get to see <laughs> another one of of mobius's kind of his jobs his his chops what he does is he interrogates people for a living yeah uh, and, and i love it because you can tell that he is just reading her body language. And her responses, and as she's dodging all of his questions about (laughs) C20, he knows she's lying to him about something. Yes. And so I just I just love that that fact of I mean one of my favorite movies in the world is is The Negotiator with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Kevin Spacey oh yeah and and there's a scene in there where he talks about interrogating or talking to to suspects or talking to hostage takers and, and how you have to really analyze everything that's going on and you can see that that's what what Mobius that's what Owen Wilson is doing in this scene and that's why he steals her Tim Pad because he knows she's lying to him and she wants and he
1: wants to find out the truth. And he's analyzing the room, too, based upon her trophies, if you think about it, Mm -hmm. as well. And I've watched a few YouTubes, and a lot of them start talking about what's on Rensselaer's shelf. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of snow globes, too, I've noticed. And I... We'll tap onto that notes and uh, if you could remind me, because I'll probably forget. But, I'll try to
0: remember. <laughs> yeah,
1: but the uh, the idea is is that you know she's always taking trophies of all these different Lokis, and it's weird. Why is that? Why why is there a reason for that? Maybe because he is you know because we don't know much now. We're starting to see a little bit of something Rensselaer, but we I'm speculating on something higher up because of that ending scene with the timekeepers. And I'm starting to think there's somebody else that's pulling the strings and it's the timekeepers obviously are not what they are. <laughs> They're
0: definitely not what they seem.
1: So no, they are not. So, well, my number three, that would be finding out that Sylvie and Loki's moment created a branch that was way off the charts, but apparently did not destroy anything. It was literally a Nexus event in itself. And even Mobius and uh, what was it B fifteen even mention it too the when they were watching it. Have you ever seen anything like this? We've never seen anything this kind of branch. Meaning, uh, I guess love proves something. <laughs> That's about yeah, it. yeah.
0: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure about that whole thing either. That's part of my my notes. I think, or or I think it's actually my number one. So I'll talk some more about it when we get there. That branch because I've got some predictions. I've got some thoughts, but. I don't know, and I think we're definitely going to learn some more about about that nexus, about what caused them to create a nexus event, yeah. whether it was the 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 love or the teaming up or, or something. Yeah, uh, but we'll talk some more about that in a bit. My my number two is just that the the fight in the timekeeper's room. Nah. Captain or Falcon and the Winter Soldier had some great fight scenes, but this one, it like. On the third watch, I realized that it was a lot shorter than I thought it was. It seemed longer the first couple times watching it through. And, you know, there's a couple of breaks there in the middle of it. But it just was wonderful seeing B-15 come into the room, throw that sword at uh, at Sylvie, and she catches it in the air. Mm-hmm. And that was the trophy that uh, Mobius had given to her to put... On her shelf. So we know she got that from Renslayer's office.
1: Um, so she had
0: to be a, another thing about security. She got into the, the boss's office without. Uh, anyway, and I knew, you know, the only question I have is whether B-15 is dead or not. I, I just assumed that one of those guys in the back pruned her. But it seems like TV podcast industries, or maybe it was a YouTube, I can't remember, speculated that she may still be alive. I guess we'll probably, you know, see that in the next. I hope so, too.
1: I I really like that character now that we, with Sylvie opening up her mind Mm -hmm. to a previous life, and then that's really what brought out this rebellion again, you know, about and helping out Mobius and Loki and everything else. And then going against Rensselaer and these makeshift robotic timekeepers. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought it was really cool. And I really enjoy the character. I'm I'm starting to really – at first I didn't like the character. Now I'm loving the character.
0: Yeah. As, as soon as – and this was the other thing that I thought, like, I think in the very first watch when Sylvie just punches her there and, she, and then walks away from her, I'm like, what are you doing? She's not dead. Yeah. She's going to wake up. You know, and she's going to attack you guys from behind. And so the fact that that's exactly what happened is she ends up getting Loki from, from behind. I'm just like, what? But I guess Sylvie's intention all along was that she wanted to question her. Yeah. Uh, especially now after what happened with the timekeeper.
1: A lot of them want the truth is what's coming about this. And between Mobius, Loki, B-15, hopefully B-20 comes out. and then, C-20. Oh, C-20, sorry. And then, obviously, uh, Rensselaer knows something, but we're not getting that information. Somebody, like I said, is pulling the strings behind there because, obviously, the timekeepers are not exactly as what they appear to be because they are robots. So, somebody's controlling those robots in some Mm -hmm. way. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping for more information. Obviously, we'll get this information at the very end of the, the show. Well, that would bring me to my number two. -hmm. And that would be Sylvie and Loki fighting along one each other, you know, side by side with one another within the room of the timekeepers. It just gave me the vibes of The Last Jedi when Rey and Kylo Ren were working together. But I think this love between Loki and Sylvie is real. And that's what they're mostly afraid of is that, you know, Sylvie technically is another Loki. And it has created a Nexus event, which probably will propel into Doctor Strange in a multiverse. Of madness because this is one of those nexus events and they created it just by their interactions alone mm-hmm. so the outcome of loki getting pruned from behind with renslayer that's another part of this was very similar to how loki killed colson in the first avengers movie mm-hmm. if you think about it he just he just came in and popped in from behind and killed Coulson, and that's how renslayer Pruned Loki. And it really, you could see the devastation on Sylvie's face, too, for the fact you you show, it showed pretty much caring love for that person, but also Sylvie's wanting to interrogate Rensselaer at that point. And that's where we stop. We We don't get any further information after that. And that's, to me... That was like you know you say you hate cliffhangers I hate them just the same <laughs> at at times certain points within a show it does make sense but I think with every well the next episode is definitely going to be a cliffhanger and then obviously the the last episode it's going to be finalization and wrapping everything up but yeah I you know I to me this one felt okay last week's not so much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I liked that they gave us that that little end cap scene, and we'll talk some more about it when we get to notes, I'm sure, or in your number one. Because to, to leave us on that down note of, of Loki being pruned yeah, without us knowing that he, some, he, he somehow survives or transported somewhere would have left us hanging for a week that I think would have been been uh, rather frustrating. Which leads us to my number one, and, and we've already kind of talked a little bit about it. Yeah. is what was the nexus event that caused the minutemen to go to Lamentus 1 because you know originally Lamentus 1 had zero whatever they call it temporal uh variance yes. and that's why Sylvie could hide there but obviously something happened and whether it was them teaming up or them falling in love I don't know but suddenly that they, they this branch happens And the TVA just shows up and captures Sylvie and Loki or pulls them out of that apocalypse before the world ends. My original prediction, the first time I watched the show, they pluck Loki and Sylvie back. My original prediction was that Lokis are not allowed to die. Because remember, they had just had this conversation where Loki says, where Sylvie says, well, now I'm going to die. And Loki says, no, we don't die. We survive. And I've got that quote in my quotes when we get to them. Okay. So, so my original thought was that the Annexus event was Lokis are not supposed to die. I may have to rethink that with the pruning, but knowing that the pruning didn't result in his, I'm using air quotes, death, yeah. it might still be okay. And the fact that he shows up somewhere where there's four other Lokis mm-hmm. adds to that kind of thought, you know, and- yeah. So, but we'll see. I think this is something that we may find out in the next episode. They may make us make us wait all the way until six to really get a firm answer on what it was that caused the spike and what stopped the spike. Because apparently it stopped. I'm assuming anyway, mm-hmm. because reality didn't
1: fracture. No,
0: you know. So that's that's all. Just finding out what this next event I think is going to be. Like you said, that's in that sixth episode, I think that's going to be what's going to kind of wrap up the season. And I think you're right. I think you're totally correct. I think it's going to bring us right into the multiverse of madness because whatever the Nexus event is, maybe it was them declaring their love. I don't know. I don't know. My head's going to explode. I said I wasn't going to do this anymore, but I'm doing it. So (laughs) let's just go to your number one.
1: My number one, that would be Sylvie's interrogation of Renslayer and the fear that Slayer had on her face. It, It brings up questions of, the timekeepers with me, which is also part of this, you know, we find at the very end, they are robots. So as we know from the first episode, when Loki starts walking through what I like to call a metal detector, but this was to scan his aura in some way to figure out if he was uh, some other being or if not a robot. So somebody has to be in control and who are they? Mm-hmm. And it just flags me. And I, mentioned this i think and ben and i had covered this when we were talking about wandavision and i brought up kang so mm-hmm. kang the conqueror is one of those people that is involved within time and within the comics but he's also part of the fantastic four lore as it were within the comics and cartoons and shows and stuff like that that came out long before they're coming within the mcu as it is properly And I'm hoping they do that within the next two, three years. But Kang literally is a version of Franklin Richards that goes back in time and tries to take literally over the world through time. And I'm thinking that Renslayer is a servant of Kang, and that's why you see the fear in her face. And he was the one that was pulling the strings. That was the whole point of the whole robots being the timekeepers. And when it all fell apart, the laughing was just like, okay, so something was exposed, but we are not aware of it. And we won't get this right. until the next next episode, but I'm looking forward to it. But I'm really, you know, I, I kind of pulled the can card before in WandaVision. And I, I think at this point, with time being a, I hate using the word variant, but... You know, I think that's very important to what's going on within the show itself and where we're leading into the multiverse of madness, because I think there's going to be multiple issues within that. And a lot of it had to have been spawned from Endgame at one point, even though they've already corrected us in the very beginning of the show that and, you know, what the Avengers had done in Endgame, they were okay with that. The TVA was fine with that. So yeah. It sounds to me like this is something else that somebody else is creating for their own needs, their own purpose.
0: And that's the thing, too, because remember, there's still technically a, a mind stone missing, though, but I guess there's a bunch of bunch of the stones missing mm-hmm. that the TVA has, so it's not a big deal. It probably won't ever be addressed. I, I don't know what I had to – I had nothing to Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. okay. We could go into um, notes if that's okay.
0: Sure, sure. Um, my first one really is just that uh, it was so funny. Um, it took me It took me multiple uh, viewings, but I didn't realize until later that Sif is carrying the hair in her yes. hand that he has cut off her yep. head. Yep. And, and I just thought that was that hilarious. That actually a
1: story from Norse folklore, too, that yes. yeah, he had yeah, done that. Is. And that is so cool that they would actually put that within but it's Loki's own little hell where she's constantly beating the hell mm-hmm. out of him every time. And he just wants, like I said, it's breaking Loki. They're breaking him down to get to that point where he has to be the person who he is. And I really enjoyed that, too. And, you know, seeing Jamie Alexander is like, oh, she's so beautiful. But mine would be uh the timekeepers looked a lot like the three people from the future and Bill and Ted at the very end with, <laughs> you know, the way they were presented. And I saw that right away. I was like, they look like the guys that are sitting. I
0: kind of see it. I can see it, the way they're arranged and with the the robes and everything. Just uh, lizards instead of humans. Okay, I can see it. Uh, One of mine that we haven't already talked about is there's a moment, and it's real quick. And if you... If you don't have closed captioning, you might miss it because I don't think the camera is on them mm-hmm. when she says this. But there's a moment right before they walk into the timekeeper's throne room, room, whatever, mm-hmm. where Sylvie asks Loki if he's okay. And she just, and it was, it, for me, it hit me how, how sweet that yes. was that why would she be asking him, are you okay? It just was, it, it just shocked me a little bit to to hear that and, and notice it and go, Okay, maybe there is something between these two. Yes. yeah. That's
1: that's mutual. I that I caught that too, and hence why I'm thinking that they're going to wind up uh, being together, and creates a little bit of a uh, chaotic effect. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one up for me would be well, I quote unquote put it: the pruning is not really killing people. Apparently, it just literally displaces them, and it seems that Loki was sent to another time or dimension after what looks like if the Chitari had destroyed the world and he is in a version of new york city but that particular time if the Chitari had done would have been the old avengers headquarters if you remember because you see it in the background but mm-hmm. it's not the one that we know from the original it's definitely after age of ultron and it was before Far From Home because we don't have the middle of the building cut out where there's like a um, garden area, an opening. So this is a, an unusual version of where he is at. But obviously he's there with other Lokis that have also been pruned. And it's mm-hmm. like their own little, uh, I hate using the word, snow globe because it kind of looks roundish when we see it and it's as if they're put into this one little vortex of time and maybe there's a uh, a variety of lokis that have their own factions within it which is really weird because you got lokis against lokis but
0: interesting theory yeah, yeah. we'll have to see yeah <laughs> that's all i had as far as notes go that we haven't already discussed all right
1: well a couple others i'll start with this one the three lokis we see after our Loki shows up after the pruning. He thinks he's in Asgard's version of Hell, which is Hell is spelt with one L. Mm-hmm. And we see classic Loki, who is played by Richard E. Grant, with a traditional comic book-looking costume, and apparently he has a fanny pack or something. We got boastful Loki with a makeshift Mjolnir that looks like it was made of like a piston shaft and part of a train rail or something, and that was played by Deobia Operay, and then we have Kid Loki, who's played by Jack Beale, and then we get an Alligator Loki, of all things, with little horns on it.
0: Or Crocodile. Or Crocodile. Could crocodile. It could be either
1: or. Yeah, we don't know. And it's weird to see that. And like I said, they were very close to him, so they kind of met up with him when he just shows up. And you know, with the previews, we got Things of other Lokis and Flashes within the promotions. And like I said, everybody, this is a spoiler-full podcast. So there's one where you see President Loki. He has like a little, hi, I'm President uh, Loki. And he's got the horns and a traditional horns. So he's part of a sect and you could see other Lokis behind him. And, And one little shot. I'm curious that, you know, this is like where they just send all the Lokis to battle each other to see who will top out and win, like kind of a contest of the champions of Lokis. But I'm I'm curious as to what it is, but I'm curious to see if they all come together. And that's what really creates another major Nexus event. And that will be amazing to see. And I've already talked about this. Uh, My last one was literally responding to Cain the Conqueror.
0: So I've only got two notes. Um, My first one is, I already kind of mentioned it. It's when Loki and Sylvie there at the beginning, he says, we may lose sometimes painfully, but we don't die. We survive.
1: That's part of your quotes. Okay. One quote for me would be Loki to Mobius saying, I crave attention because I am. I'm a narcissist and I suppose it's because I am scared of being alone. And I think that kind of gives us the idea because of like what you said with Sylvie saying, you know, mm-hmm. are you OK? He does care for her, you know, and then she cares for him. So I think there's something there. And I know that I made that joke last week about how it's like, you know, Loki just loves himself.
0: <laughs> uh, my only other quote is in that whole there's this whole rant and I want I wish I could have paused it. And gotten the whole thing, because it was just hilarious from Owen Wilson as Mobius, where he has this whole rant about the Loki and Sylvie, sick, twisted, romantic attac- <laughs> uh, attraction. Uh, but there's one sentence in there where he says, it's breaking my reality right now. <laughs> that I just thought was, I just picked that, that guy, it's breaking my reality yeah, right now. because he can't wrap
1: his brain around it. <laughs> just, but yeah, it is.
0: I just thought it was, I thought it was great. Another one of those wonderful deliveries by Owen Wilson.
1: Next one for me would be Mobius to Loki saying, you can be whoever, whatever you want to be, even someone good. I mean, just in case anyone ever told you different. And that would have been him too, (laughs) but the fact that it showed respect and friendship and him caring for Loki. And whereas, you know, because after Mobius gets pruned, you see the look of shock and upset on Loki's face because he just lost a good friend and they kind of made that way just before that and it's really sad to see loki you know lose people that he does care for anymore so nope that's all that i have just those two i have one more and that would be loki saying by the way i should have an equal amount of security
0: this is insulting (laughs) that was great that was great
1: yeah that's when both him and sylvie were taken away within the TVA. yeah yeah so
0: I have a little bit of news that I thought was kind of comic news, kind of podcast related news, because sure. uh, it's uh, Neil Gaiman announced that they are working on a Good Omens season two for Amazon yes. Prime, which I'm excited about. I sent in voicemails to they did a joint podcast between TV Podcast Industries and Podcastica over mm-hmm. Good Omens season one. And so I'm excited. Oh, I'm um,
1: excited to hear yeah. those
0: guys talk about season two whenever we get it. I just know it's being worked on.
1: Yeah, I- I've heard about this too, and I'm looking forward to it for the fact that Neil Gaiman is directly involved with this. You know, before he was consulted, I believe, and this he's more directly involved for the fact that he's. I, I'm hoping that he's going to create the scripts, and uh, because this is that was just a one-off at that point. With this, they can move on to so much more, and I think it's uh, if you listeners have not watched Good Omens on amazon i highly recommend it it was a fun filled journey to go through even if you never read the comic or book because there was a comic adaptation i believe Mm -hmm. and then uh yeah and the the two actors were amazing in it yeah i've read the
0: i read the book after i watched the the season i've never read the comic though
1: yeah there, there was like a trade paperback based upon the actual show itself all right, on to podcast recommendations.
0: Uh, I've got one. Uh, I started listening recently to it's it's called Crime Weekly. It's with Derek uh, Lavasser. He's a former police officer and a winner of Big Brother. He also does a true crime show on the ID uh, channel called Breaking Homicide. Basically, they just take true crime cases that are either unsolved or not being investigated and they talk about them. And uh, so I recommend Crime Weekly with Derek Lavasser and
1: Stephanie something. Awesome um well mine would be wilhelm on the next level network with ben and special guests so each week he has a new episode with a topic of particular movies you know series or genres and he discusses them in great length and i really do enjoy that our friends are on there you could hear them jamie's gonna be on there i've already said i've been on there but I highly recommend it. It's going strong and it's doing very well. And I really enjoy listening to them every week because it, it's so fun. I think uh, Alex was on there recently doing um, Disney, things Disney about villains? Disney. I think
0: it was Disney Villains. Disney Villains, yeah.
1: yeah. So for YouTube recommendations? Uh,
0: I just have one. Uh, it's, it's, I've, I've talked about it before. This this guy, Entertain the Elk, does The Day a TV Show Died. And I just recently watched The Day Scrubs Died, uh, which Scrubs was a TV show that I really, really loved. And uh, it's, it, it's pretty easy to pinpoint The Day Scrubs Died because ABC filmed and aired an actual finale for it. Mm. And then, or somebody else, or CBS, anyway, the, the first network it was on actually aired a two-part season, uh, series finale for season eight, but then it was picked up by another network, and they did a season nine that was completely different, and so it didn't work at all, and it was uh, ridiculous. But uh, if you're a Scrubs fan out there, check it out. The Day Scrubs Died, it, it'll give you some nostalgia for Scrubs.
1: Awesome. Well, one for me that would be Comics Explained, and rob does his usual show about explaining comics so if you're not familiar and you just listen to us because you love the shows and what we're covering a lot of what i like to go into and refer to is what rob gives on the the youtube show comics explained and i've mentioned it before the show explains a lot within the marvel comics for information that's key about what's going on within the mcu as well as within the disney plus shows So it gives you a little understanding of characters or incidents that will happen within the show. Now, mind you, a lot of what happened within the comics might not happen true to what happened within the show itself. It it might have an Easter egg, kind of like what I brought up before or last episode when I talked about Krakoa. And not really, you know, being an X-Men fan, I, I really enjoyed that. But I picked that up right away on my own from when I saw it. On that that screen, but he goes into depth about Renslayer and how she was involved, and he talks about her involvement. And this is why I'm really thinking about that Kang the Conqueror is actually involved. What's going on? Because she was an agent of the TVA within the comics, and like I said, spoilerful. So basically, she was involved with the TVA, but was taken by Kang. And used. So I'm starting to think that maybe Kang or maybe somebody else within the comics universe, and they could just do a whole double track and just do somebody else completely as a villain and then incorporate that. But with the way Kang is, you know, he goes through time and gets technology and everything. So the robots, to me, were were pretty much that. But I highly recommend you check out Comics Explain with Rob because he's going to go into detail and things that coincide with what's going on with the MCU and as well as the Disney Plus series. Because people have a lot of questions like I do. Because I have not read every comic known to man. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I highly recommend it. If you really want to go into that side and just dive right in, he gives you an idea of these characters and it, it does help out to some degree, but it also makes your brain work a little bit more and think and come up with your own ideas as well.
0: So as we do every week, we would love to get some feedback from you. We hope you are listening to us on your podcast player of choice, whether that's Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Weezer, Deezer, Beezer. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what all the platforms are that are out there. Um, But, you know, hey, check us out. We're on all the all the available platforms that are to us. Uh, We're even available on YouTube. If you like to watch your podcast that way, we have a, a YouTube channel called Panels to Pixels Podcast. Don't just look at Panels to Pixels. It's got to be Panels to Pixels podcast. Panels to Pixels is a totally different YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. We do support them. They're good. They're good people. But yeah, Panels to Pixels podcast is our YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to us. Or you can always check us out on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Panels to Pixels. If you want to send us a good old-fashioned email, you can do that at Panels to Pixels one at gmail.com. That's Panels to Pixels one, the T-O spelled out right there in the middle, and the number one at gmail.com so check it out uh, give us a, you know give us something man even if you don't like it we'll play it you may not like <laughs> us you may not like our editing i don't know mark just taught me recently how to edit yeah. so i'm i'm trying to help out a little bit there so but you know hey Give us a shout out. Let us know what you're doing. We like to shout out our other friends in the the podcast world. But other than that, next week we will be back with episode five, the penultimate episode of hopefully season one of Loki. Hopefully we'll get a season two. Maybe not, but who knows? And we will be back (laughs) next week
1: with that. Uh, With that, Mark, where else can listeners hear you? Well, I could be heard on Adrenaline Cinema Podcast, and I could be found on the Pirate Core Entertainment Network. So, there we cover action films, adventure films, and suspense films, family friendly, sometimes not so family friendly. But this week we'll be covering Baby Driver. So, that's been in the process. So, I'm editing that currently. So, that should be up after this podcast goes up. And you can check me and pay cover Baby Driver. After that, I will try to get onto the Hunt for Red October with our friend Greg. So, uh, check us out there on the Pyrocore Entertainment Network. You can go to pyrocoreentertainment.com and find all the other podcasts that we have on there. We're also looking for content providers, not just podcasters. So if you're a YouTuber, a content provider that is artistic, let us know. And just look at the website and let us know what you want, but Adrenaline Cinema Podcast on the Pirate Core Entertainment Network. For
0: me, I just, I send voicemails to our friends' podcasts when I can, when I think about it, when I don't miss their deadlines, <laughs> and uh, uh, when I'm not sick. <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, I'm hoping to be on Wilhelm. I just got to get scheduled. It's, it's crazy right now.
1: It's crazy. I, I do admit it myself. Uh, life's been getting crazy, so we're trying to get this content out to you as soon as we can. And I'm just so glad you guys are able to bear with us at this time. But we're going to try to keep it so that way at least you get the episode up before the next episode of whatever we're covering comes up, or hopefully within a matter of time, because after Loki, all we have mm-hmm. is Black Widow. And then we'll probably be covering something else that's very similar or do a brief over of something that we haven't Figure gotten to before. Yeah. So with that, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this was Panels the Pixels, and we'll see you on the next panel. I just wanna say goodnight everybody. Good night. Everybody. <laughs> good night.